Hi, this is Jen Vasquez of Women Who Execute. This is the place for women entrepreneurs to learn how to plan, prioritize, and execute to get their business to the next level. For the next at least month, maybe through October, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm going to be doing a weekly live call. Um, it's basically going to be a free masterclass every week on Sundays for about preparing for engagement season. So for wedding photographers or wedding vendors of any kind, um, engagement season is typically the end of November through January. That's the time when 85 percent of people get engaged. That's what we call engagement season. Most of you probably already know that. And I do know that I have a lot of people in this group who um, aren't wedding photographers and may not be in the wedding um, industry, but these tips should also apply to your industry as well, but I'll be speaking specifically for um, wedding creatives, if you will. So today we're going to talk about eight tips for planning. So the first step in any kind of marketing plan is to plan it out, right? And when you're starting to plan, you want to make sure that you go over what you've done before. So the first tip that I have, or the first step, um, or the first thing that you should do with regards to um, figuring out what marketing you're gonna do is to look at your numbers. So when I say look at your numbers, I'm saying um, most of you should have a CRM, which is a client relationship management software. I myself use Pixify and love it. If um, you're interested in hearing more about Pixify, let me know. I've tried everything from HoneyBook to just everything, even Dubsado. I've tried a, most of them. Um, and this is the one that I love. So if you want more information on that, let me know. I'll probably do a video on it. Um, but basically, you're going to go into your client management or client relationship uh, management software. Or if you're brand new and just starting out and you're maybe using Excel spreadsheet, you want to look at your numbers. These are how many brides you've booked, when you booked them, and how much they booked for. What package did they purchase or basically how much did they spend? Um, because some clients will come to you um, in the engagement session part and then they'll book maybe a, a wedding uh, collection from you um, or they'll book the package and has the engagement session in it. However it goes, what is the number, what is that cost that they've spent with you um, for that client, right? Um, and so for this purpose, you're going to be looking at last quarter. So um, the year is broken up. Most of you will know this, but if not, I'm going to be very basic. The year is broken up into quarters. Typically, you'll know this from taxes and things like that. Sometimes you, you pay quarterly taxes. So the quarter goes January, February, March, then April, May, June, J July, August, September, and then October, November, December. So what we're doing right now is we're preparing for all the work we're going to be doing and all the things we're going to be booking in the quarter of October, November, and December. And as wedding professionals, most of the time, what we're actually booking is for the following year. So we want to know what your quarters were for this time last year. So that would be October, November, and December of 2008. How many brides did you book? 
not did you photograph or do makeup and hair for, but how many clients did you book in that quarter? That is what you're going to look at so that you can decide what goals you're going to have to be, you know, picking for the next quarter. So you're going to look at your numbers for this, this quarter last year, and you're going to look at all of last year because in the fourth quarter um, is when you are also going to be planning for your next year's numbers. You don't want to wait till December or even the beginning of the year to make your, your marketing goals or your client goals or your business goals. You want to do this before you start that fourth quarter so that you can jump into the year like ready to go. So you're going to look at October, November, and December, which is the fourth quarter of 2008. And then you're going to look at January through December in 2008 and see the number of clients you're booking. Now, some of these numbers might be changing because most wedding professionals um, every year, sometimes every six months, it just depends on your business and where you are in your business, you're going to be increasing your prices. So right now we're not talking about money in terms of our planning because this is all surrounded by marketing. So right now the numbers that we're looking at, now you're going to do your whole business plan in terms of how much money you want to bring in. You want to set goals for all of that. But for the purposes of what I'm doing this masterclass training on is um, we're going to be doing focusing all on the marketing side of things. So I'm hoping that people can hear me. Let me see if I can go in. It just dawned on me that I'm sitting here talk, talk, talking. And if you guys can't even hear what's going on, that would not be good, right? Um, so let me come in here. Let me see if I see myself. Sorry, my hand's in the way. Uh, let's see. I'm live. Wonder if I can hear myself. I'm gonna, I just want to make sure that I can hear myself. Sorry, Nick. Yay! Okay, it's on. I just had to make sure that I was actually was actually working because that would be really really bad. Um, okay. I'm live. So if I can hear myself. Now, now I got to turn it off. Okay. So. Back to planning and what I was talking about. So let me get back to my notes. So in the purposes of planning for what we're talking about, it all has to do with marketing and what we're going to be planning for is the number of brides that we're going to book for 2020. So we're going to be, um, well, first we're going to be looking, we're going to look at 2020, but we're specifically right now going to be focusing on booking brides in October, November, and December. So you're gonna look at your last quarter, and let's say you booked um, in October, November, December, let's say you booked, because that's when you're gonna book most of your clients, that in January. So let's say, let's just throw out a number and just say 10 for a round number. If you booked 10 clients in the quarter of October, November, December in 2017, depending upon your business and your life, are you going to be booking more or less? Now, if you raised your prices and your life has changed, maybe you had a baby or maybe, I don't know, maybe you went from part-time to full-time 
in, in, in the wedding business. So you're going to have bigger numbers than you did last quarter. Whatever your situation is, just know what you did last year and know what you want to do, uh, want to book for in October, November, December. So um, when you're, by the way, if you watch this on a replay, please definitely put in there um, that you're watching on replay so that I can go ahead and know that you joined afterwards. Um, but I would love for everyone to go ahead and comment in there because this is going to be a form of um, making sure that you follow through on what you say. So when you're done with this today and you go and do your planning, I'd love for you to come back and write in what your goal is for how many clients you want to book in this fourth quarter, October, November, December of 2019. Um, it's It doesn't matter when they're booked. They could be booked for the next month or they can be booked for 2020 or they can be booked for 2021. And when I use the round number of 10, I use that specifically probably for wedding photographers. But if you're a makeup and hair artist, you're probably going to be booking a whole lot more than that. So don't let that number shock you. Um, it's just a number I threw out there. So come back in here so that we can have some accountability and put what your goal is for booking. And then we'll come back at the very beginning of January, and we'll check on your goals and see how you did. So we have some ongoing accountability in our group. Um, so now that you have created, or now that you're going to write down what your goal is for the fourth quarter, the second step is to find out how many clients do you want to book in 2020, meaning not just how many clients are you booking for 2020, but how many clients are you working with in 2020? So if 2018 you worked with 20 clients, again, round number, and this year you want to work with more clients, you want to do more weddings um, or less, whatever that number is, that's, we need to come up with that number and write it down. Um, the third one is how many clients that you want to book for the quarter for next year. Yeah, so we're not gonna go over that one um, because that's the same thing we just talked about. So these are all your numbers um, for marketing purposes. How many clients you wanna get in? So the, the third um, tip is to ask yourself, how many clients did you, how many leads did you get and how many clients did you book from those leads? So there's oftentimes sort of a, a percentage, and everyone is totally different. Um, but depending on the number of clients, you want to know your numbers from last year because you want to get the percentage to be higher. You want to book a higher percent of brides from leads than you did last year. So throwing out another round number, let's say we booked. 30% of all of the leads that we got in, all of the people that asked us for pricing or asked us for our information to, in order to assess if they want to book us, let's say you booked 30% as a round number. You want that percentage to go up, period. Even if you're booking less clients, you want to be more effective in booking the clients that you did all of this hard work and marketing to bring in. So you can assess, as an example, from your bookings last year, 
Um, how many did you do um, video or in-person consultations with? If you didn't do as many consultations, maybe increasing your consultations can get you to book more of those brides. Because when they see you and hear you and um, get your personality across, it's much easier for them to want to work with you than just an email, right? So um, there's multiple things, and I'm not going to dive that deep today. Um, we might do that in another video. I'm definitely going to do that in my course that I'll be launching soon. But, um, but in order to get better, you want to get a higher percentage of bookings. So that's number three. Number four, um, you want to pick two social media platforms that you want to focus on. One is sort of more of a major and one is more of a minor. So um, for wedding photographers, as an example, um, I always highly suggest Instagram being the major um, because for the age demographic, for the most part, for brides, they're in their 20s to early 30s, typically. There's going to be older brides, there's going to be whatever. But typically, most of them are on Instagram, less of them are on Facebook. But that doesn't mean you don't want to use Facebook because Facebook has the moms who sometimes are paying the bills. So um, I always suggest Instagram as the major and Facebook as the minor. And when I say major and minor, what I mean is that you're spending more of your time on Instagram um, and you're spending less time on Facebook. So maybe you post a little less on Facebook or maybe you push, um, as I do with Tailwind, uh, whatever goes onto my Instagram automatically goes onto my Facebook. So I'm not having to think about it, but I'm consistently putting content out there every day because I am posting on Instagram every day. So you want to pick for next year. And again, this doesn't mean that you have to stick to it the whole year if it's not working. If we have a brand new nifty platform that everyone is starting to go on to, we're going to have to revise our marketing plan mid-year. So you do want to be flexible with your marketing plan, but you want to identify sort of where your focus is going to be so that you know where you're going. If you know where you're going, then you know how to get or you know how to, you know, if you know where you want to go, you're more likely to get there, right? Um, so that's the fourth tip. That is to pick um, to social media platforms. Now, Pinterest is not a social media platform. Um, it's basically a really cool search engine. And so for me, that is something that I also spend time on. So I use Tailwind so that I can do um, everything on Pinterest, Instagram, and it posts to Facebook all at once so I don't have to deal. But the time I spend planning for Instagram and then I plan for Pinterest on Tailwind. They're two separate products um, within Tailwind. And, um, but I do that all in about 30 to 45 minutes once a week. So if you want to not spin your wheels and go crazy, the first um, part of my course that I'm going to be releasing will have to do with Tailwind and how to use it effectively. In fact, I'm going to tell you a secret because this is a private group. Um, I've been selected by Tailwind to test out some uh, new releases. Um, they just did a release where you can have handwriting and bold and italic 
which is the coolest thing in the world. Just look at my Instagram, Jen Vasquez Photography, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, they just released that, but they have two new really cool, really cool features um, that I am testing and um, giving my feedback to make better. Uh, so I'm like so excited about it. Okay, so number four was the two social media platforms. Pinterest is not a social media platform, so that is a second area, and I focus on them together um, in my planning. Like on Sundays, I do my blog. I do blogs once a week. That will be something else we'll talk about later on down the road. And then on Mondays is when I do all my social media planning. So I plan it out for the week. Um, okay, number five. You want to find out how often you want to post to that platform or those platforms. Um, so what I have found through trial and error, through learning from experts in Instagram and um, from um, friends who are really good at Instagram, um, what I found is that posting once a day is good. Um, posting every other day is good. Uh, posting more than once a day, people will sometimes end up not following you because everyone is sort of inundated right now with, with everyone that they're following. And so sometimes there's a higher percentage of unfollowing uh, when you post more than once a day. Uh, but only you will know what is best for your social media account. Mine is once a day. My ideal bride, which again, we're going to be talking about ideal clients uh, next week, and it's going to be important. Um, but my ideal uh, client, once a day is fine. It's not too much. It's not too little. Um, I've tried doing every other day. I've tried doing like twice, three times a week. That did not work at all. I tried doing every other day. And for me, I got less engagement. Um, and my numbers dropped, my follower numbers dropped a little bit. And P.S., we want to focus on engagement, not followers. Because if you have 100 of your ideal brides versus 10,000 people that aren't buying from you, I'd rather have 100 ideal brides, right? So engagement is more important than followers. But you do have to look at it and pay attention to it. Um, and so when I posted uh, every other day, it wasn't as good engagement. When I posted every day, it was good engagement. Decide how often you're going to post um, for October, November, and December, um, and stick to it. Stick to it like you have to do it or you're not getting a paycheck, because right now in engagement season for wedding professionals, it is super important. Like, I can't, I can't even tell you how important it is um, for October, November, and December to be on Fire. You need to be as consistent as possible if you want to be booking those brides for 2020s. We're going to book the bulk. I book the bulk as a wedding photographer. It could be different for makeup artists and things like that. But I book the bulk of my next year in October, November, and December of the previous year. So um, this is my make or break. This is my go crazy um, time. Okay, number five. Um, Instagram story goal as well as feed. So you want to know how often you want to post on your social media. That's the feed, right, for Instagram and Facebook for me. Some people might have something different, and that's totally fine. You know 
your business and your ideal client better than I ever will. Um, but Instagram stories are getting more engagement than the feed. So you want to ideally post from all of the um, recent information I'm getting from TechCrunch and all these other places that I do research. Um, Instagram stories, it's you want to post between four and six um, Instagram stories a day. Uh, and then by the next day, you'll have four more or so. You don't want to get much beyond 10 or 12 of the little dashes at the top because people get tired of it. Um, I have always done like one or none, and then suddenly I'll do 14. That is like the worst. You should not ever do it that way. So for October, my focus is to do at least four Instagram um, stories a day. Now, Instagram stories are great for behind the scenes and in the moment. If, like me, you're not as consistent with it, I highly suggest that when you plan your feed for the week, that you also plan your stories. So, for instance, I will pick I love polls. Um, it's a great way of getting people engaged. And when they touch that screen, that tells Instagram that you have something interesting. A poll is the best way to get a poll or a question are, is the best way. Now, the polls are way better than the questions because polls are just a click where questions mean people have to type and sometimes they don't want to take the time to do that. Um, so, uh, and Instagram stories can also be an Instagram live as well, which I think is super effective. I'm going live once a week consistently for October, November, and December on my wedding business um, because it is that important in engagement season. Um, so I'm going to be planning that out. Uh, when I do my planning once a week, I'll be planning out my Instagram stories. I use Canva um, to create with my, my branding colors um, and to make everything look a little bit more consistent by using my branding colors, right? Um, I don't do that so much with um, sharing posts, like I'll share funny wedding videos or um, wedding dresses to say yes or no, and it will pick up the color of whatever post that is. But for the most part, if I'm putting something else out there, I'll try to use always my branding colors, and that's most effective. But figure out how many IG stories are you going to do consistently every day. If that's one, that's better than none, right? Um, and tip, we'll go over Instagram in one of the weeks. But a tip right now is post at least 10 hashtags on that story. I do that on every story, but you will never see it on there because I will I make it as small as possible and then I pinch it with my fingers to make it tiny and I pick the color of whatever um, the image is so that it blends it in and you can't see, can't see them but it gets it seen by other people. And just by adding 10 hashtags on all my Instagram stories, I've gone from like 20 views to like 50 and 110 views for my stories. Hello, that's easy peasy. So definitely good. Again, we'll go over Instagram on another week uh, all by itself because Instagram's Instagram. All right, so that's, that was number six. Number seven, is you want to pick three words that you want to mention in your marketing. So um, uh, I, in my 
photography. I help the adventurous, fun, and playful party bride. Um, to That's part of my elevator pitch, right? Um, and so I want to use adventurous, I want to use fun, and I want to use playful um, somewhere in my marketing, whether it's in my blog post, everywhere. My blog posts, my social media, um, things on Facebook. Anytime I'm talking, I want to use those three words as a, a repeat um, and hashtags as well so that um, all of my marketing is consistent and is looking for my ideal client because my ideal client is adventurous, fun, and playful, um, and she's a party bride. She loves a great party, and so that's what I'm photographing, right? And so I want to draw those ideal clients to me. And the way that I'm going to do it is by making what I say consistently have those words somewhere in there. Um, it's not going to be on every single post, but I'm going to try to have it in as many as possible, at least one um, of those words, if not, if, if, at all, if possible, right? So discover what, you, what are three words that you would describe your ideal client, which again, next week we're going to go over all about ideal client. Um, so I can help you with that next week. Um, but that's what you want to set up for this quarter. For this quarter, what are we going to use? You might change the words the following quarter, or you might keep it the same. Totally up to you. Okay, number eight. How many blog posts are you going to do a month? Um, I hate writing blogs. I do a blog consistently every week now. Um, it could be your work because we want to blog your work always. But if I don't have work in that month, which is not typical, but if I don't during the off season, um, I'm gonna have to do four blog posts in that month that have to do with helping my bride. We want to give. Um, it's great for them to see your work for sure, but they also want to get something from you to feel like you're, for people to know, like, and trust you, they need to feel like you're giving, 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 giving before you ever ask for anything from them. So um, I usually take the questions that I get from my brides and create a blog post with it, or I'll do research on you know um, The Knot and Wedding Wire and Bride Magazine and find out things that they're writing about and then do my own spin on that, meaning um, let's say they're, they're saying in, 2000, in 2020, um, this is going to be all the rage. So then I'm going to go ahead and say what I think that 2020 um, trends are going to be or what, you know, from a variety of content that I've read, these are the top five tw uh, trends of 2020. And by the way, the 2020 trends needs to be written in October, that blog post, because then you want to share it on Pinterest from now until January or February right? Because people are looking at that planning their wedding in 2020 because they want to be on trend, right? So um, how many blog posts are you going to write? Um, I recommend a minimum of two blog posts a month that will keep your search engine optimization high and the ability to um, get found on Google because every bride uses Google to search for things. You want to be found. 
Um, and I will be going over search engine optimization on one of the weeks uh, during this masterclass every week and Sunday. And um, I will explain to you how I've gotten on the first page for San Jose wedding photographers. And it's not from my blogs. It's actually from, I mean, I'm on, I think the second page, but um, I'm on the first page because of my address. Um, and I'll teach you guys all how to do that. It'll be great. You just need to make sure you sign up to, to get these live videos. Um, and then the ninth tip, the last one is, um, what will your marketing schedule look like? I want you to plan on paper or in your phone, like however you plan, electronic or on paper or both. I want to know how much time you're spending. Is it once a week? Is it every day? You don't want it to be once a month because then by the time you get to that once a month, you're like, ugh, I don't want to do this. You want to do work every week on your business. So how much time are you going to spend? What day are you going to do? Block it out on your calendar so you don't take anybody else at that appointment. I, during my marketing and my blogging time, I don't even take a consultation. I'll schedule it just before, just after, or on another day. But I treat that as if it's a client because it's what's going to bring in all my clients for 2020. So make sure you create a schedule for your marketing and that's going to be on social media planning for the week and blog post planning for the week. You want to do it once a week so that it rolls out nice and smoothly and you're not spending all week going, ugh, and then pretty soon three weeks have gone by, right? Okay, next week we're going to talk all about your ideal client. This is going to be a blast. We're going to go for at least a month. Um, into October so that we have set up your quarter so that you bring in more clients in 2020. That's it for today. I hope you have a fantastic day. Get out there and do something good for your business. And if you get a chance, leave me a review or subscribe. I'd love you to come back.